praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Benito and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio, 24 hours of uncompromised. Amen. Christian radio. Praise the Lord. God is good. We want to go right now into a topic of discussion, and that is why most preachers refuse to preach about hell. Why most preachers, unfortunately, sadly, tragically, refuse to preach about hell. Father, we pray this, O oh God, at this time, Lord, we pray for all those listening to the sound of my voice that right now, Lord, and I pray, God, most importantly, to listen to your voice, not my voice, but your voice is what matters, Lord, the word of God and what you say to us, what the Spirit is saying to the church and to the world. Lord, I pray, God, you speak to hearts, save souls, let your name be glorified, and those who are saved, God, let them, oh God, take heed to the word of God and be doers of thy word, not hear us only, deceiving our own self. We pray this, God, in Jesus' name, that we'd understand the time is short, that we need to evangelize and to witness to as many souls as we possibly can. Jesus is coming. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done and all that you will continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. We're going to go right now into a topic of discussion. Why, why is it? The question is why most preachers sadly, tragically refuse, refuse to preach about hell. Now, the Bible describes hell very clearly all through the Old and New Testaments. I was talking to a gentleman the other day who said he was a, a basically claiming to be a Hebrew scholar. And uh, we had a discussion and um uh, he was saying that hell is not mentioned in the Old Testament, which, of course, is not true. Uh, hell is mentioned in, numeral, in, in numerous passages in the Old Testament, like in Amos, where the Bible says, amen, though one digs into hell. Amen? Amen? And so, you know, you find it all over the Bible. Psalm 139 talks about it. Amen? Though I make my bed in hell. It's not talking about the grave. The word Sheol is a Hebrew word found in the Old Testament. It translated hell in the King James. And we understand that the, the Bible makes mention of a place of departed spirits. And so hell is all through the Old and New Testament. Jesus describes it in Luke's Gospel, chapter 16, when talking about Lazarus and the rich man. Amen. And in the discussion when the rich man died and in hell, he lifted up his eyes being in torment. The Bible says clearly he had a discussion with Father Abraham, who is not a fictitious person, by the way. He's a real individual that lived. Amen. We have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all the way down to the lineage of the Savior, the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ. And so Abraham is not a fictitious person. Therefore, Luke's Gospel 16, chapter number 16, is not a parable. It's a real event. It's a true story. That the rich man, there was, a, there was a rich man, and there was a man by the name of Lazarus, a beggar, both died. One man went to hell, which is the rich man. Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom. Now, Lazarus is having, a rather rich man is having a conversation with Father Abraham. There's a goal fix, amen. And the rich man is in the place of torment. Father Abraham, of course, in the place of paradise. This is, this is before Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead. Now, Abraham and all the saints of God are now in heaven. The, the reality is, is that they had a discussion, and in the discussion in Luke's Gospel, chapter 16, amen, uh, the rich man said, please send Lazarus from the dead. My, I have five brethren, five brethren, amen, and they need to hear about this place of torment. And Father Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. He said, no, Father Abraham, but if one rose from the dead, you know, they will believe. And Father Abraham said, nay. If they do not believe Moses and the prophets, neither would they believe that one were to be raised from the dead. Now listen to this. 
Hell is mentioned in 56 verses of the Bible in the King James Bible, translated hell. The lake of fire is, is in, found in four verses of the New Testament. Not to mention multiple numbers of verses that talk about God's judgment, God's wrath, perishing, and so forth that mention and indicate hell. Amen. It doesn't have the word hell directly there, but it clearly indicates and teaches that a person will perish and die and go to hell. Sadly, tragically. But we have multiple numbers of preachers today that refuse, refuse to preach about this important biblical subject. The other day we had a conversation on Facebook and uh, one of my Bible school uh, friends, amen, mentioned, amen, made a post about hell and, and other Bible school uh, uh, individuals that I went to Bible school with started commenting. And one of them said, you know, one of them said, you know, well, you know, who, I, he's a pastor. He said, oh, no, you know, um, the only consequence of not coming to Jesus is what I'm just paraphrasing what he said is is not coming to Jesus, not being with Jesus. Is that the consequence? Now, we know that's horrible once we're saved. We know because we know God's love is presence. Not seeing the Lord Jesus Christ would be a horrible thing. Amen. And no doubt about it, it would be torment in and of itself. But that's not what Jesus said in the Bible. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Now, where are we going to perish? In hell. Should not perish, but have everlasting life, is what he said. Amen. And so Jesus makes mention that this is the condemnation that's coming to the world. Men love darkness rather than light because the deeds are evil. He didn't say because you're not going to be with me. Amen. That, that's the consequence of your sin. No, he said, if you don't Come to me, you will likewise perish. If you do not believe that I am he, you will, like, you will perish. Amen. You will die in your sins. Amen. Except you repent, you will, all, you will likewise perish, he said very clearly. Amen. Hallelujah. Depart from me, you curse, and the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Amen. Luke's, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 25. The Bible makes a mention of hell. Jesus didn't say because you don't come to me, you, you, you know, the consequences of it is that you won't be with me. We know, of course, that will be a, a definite consequence, but that is not the one that Christ has emphasized in the Holy Bible. He's talked about a literal, serious, genuine place of torment forever called hell. Now, we know of the Bible, when he mentions hell in Luke's Gospel 16, he's mentioning the place of departed spirits, which is directly in the center of the earth. The center of the earth. Matthew, amen, Gospel chapter number 12, the Bible talks about where hell is located. And it, and it tells us exactly where hell is located all throughout Scripture. But we go to Matthew's Gospel just for a second here, amen, and we go to chapter 12 and verse 40. The Bible says this, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. So shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. We know Jesus did not go to the place of torment. But we understand that the, in hell at the time, of course, we mentioned Abraham's bosom, amen, and the, which is the place of paradise, and the place of torment, which the rich man went to, amen, were in the same uh, region. They weren't the same place because there were different spots. There's one that was torment, which was, of course, the, where the rich man was, and there was a place of Abraham's bosom. Amen? And so he was in the heart of the earth three days and three nights in, the, in paradise. Jesus said to the thief on the cross, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. Now we know after the resurrection of the Savior, all those saints are released from paradise and are in heaven. Amen? So that's why Paul the Apostle said to be absent from the body, praise God, is to be present with the Lord. Amen? So we understand that, that hell, but the rich man, where the rich man is today, or rather in the time of Abraham, he's still there today. A place of torment. 
That's where the wicked go when they don't know Christ. The Bible says they'll die in their sins and they'll go to hell. Amen. We know that death and hell will be thrown into the lake of fire, which is the second death. We understand that from Revelation chapter number 20. Amen. Verses 11 through 15. And so the Bible makes mention of hell all throughout the scripture extensively. As I mentioned, 56 verses that talk about hell in the King James, that translated hell in the King James Bible alone. Four verses that talk about the lake of fire. We have multiple numbers of verses, amen, talking about everlasting fire, judgment, the wrath of God, to perish, all throughout the scriptures, amen. Hallelujah. John the Baptist said, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come? Okay, talking about hell. Now, why the question is that we want to get to, amen, Amen. Of this podcast is why the question, the ultimate question is why, why do most preachers refuse, refuse to preach about this most, the most important topic in the Bible, hell. And why do I say most important topic? It because it's the very thing, reason why Jesus came to die. He didn't die to give us, amen, a, a, a better feeling about ourselves or a, a, a greater uh, community understanding with one another. He, he came, amen, uh, to die for our sins. Amen. There is no such thing as salvation without damnation. There is no such thing as salvation without damnation. You take out hell out of the equation. You have no gospel. What's the good news? What is the good news? There is no good news if there's no, if, there's, if there's no bad news that I was headed for hellfire and damnation. If I have a million dollars, amen, yeah, it's good news I get another million, no doubt about it. But, it, but, it, but the reality is if, if I have nothing, the bad news is if, if my house is about to be taken from me, if, if, if I'm going to be taken to court and I need that money, that's great news now because the bad, there was bad news before, amen. Having a million dollars, amen, is not bad news. Right. So even though it may be good news to have a million, that's, okay, that's fine. But the reality is the real good news, amen, is because, amen, Christ died for our sins so that we can be saved from the horrible place called hell. You have to have the bad news, amen, to truly have the good news, according to the Bible. And that's what we have. Amen. The bad news that we deserve hell, fire, and damnation. But Jesus came to seek and to save. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That which is lost. And so, the, so hell is essential part of the gospel there is no gospel without without hell yeah there is no good news without the bad news amen but thank god for the good news but we have to give people the bad news they understand that they're sinners they need to be saved so why won't most preachers preach about hell because of the fact we're living in the last days amen and they want to do two things they want to keep their position Money. And the second and the second is they want to please the people. Which, so both of them are really interconnected, really. Amen. They want to please the people and they want to do it for money's sake. Ha be a hireling for, for the price and profit amen, that they're in or because of the community that they're in. Oh, I don't want to be cast out of the church. I want to be loved by everybody. Right. And this is what the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 4. It says, I charge thee, verse 1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who should judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves, teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned 
under fables. Hmm, listen to this now. The, the Apostle Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, tells the young pastor, Timothy, amen, I want you to preach the word in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all suffering and doctrine. Why? He says, because a time is going to come, amen, when they, who? They, the preachers of the gospel, so-called preachers of the gospel, will not endure sound doctrine. So why won't they, why will they refuse to preach about hell? It's because of the fact that they, the people, don't want to uh, put up with sound doctrine, and they're going to give the people what they want. The, 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 the people, amen, they are going to itch their ears, amen, say, we want you to preach what we want you to preach, preacher. And the preacher will say, oh, whatever you want, we'll give it to you. How do you want hell? <laughs> I can guarantee you, you won't have it, you won't have hell, uh, amen, uh, coming out of my mouth. No, sir. I'll preach whatever you want to preach, amen. I'll do whatever you want to do, board. I am your man. But listen, if you're a man of God, you belong to God. Amen. And Jesus, when he taught the Lord Jesus Christ, when talking about John the Baptist, he said, what did you go out to see? A reed shaken by the wind. Hallelujah. No, he was not a reed shaken by the wind. The reed goes like this. When the wind goes west, it goes west. When the reed goes east, it goes east. When the reed goes north, it goes north. When it goes south, it goes south. Amen. That's not what a man of God does. You see a prophet. Who? A prophet of God saying thus saith the Lord Jesus Christ amen that's what the prophet does thus saith the Lord the prophet doesn't preach what everybody likes amen he preaches what God says he's not worried about it getting likes and getting loves on Facebook even though those things are nice amen we can see that and we get encouraged by it and all that that's not what they're doing it for amen to get to get you know uh, a thousand views preachers don't care about that if the true preacher of the gospel and true Christians don't care about that Amen. You're going to do what God says, no matter who. If you get minus 10,000 views, which I don't think you can you can get that. But you know what I'm trying to say. Amen. It doesn't make no difference. It doesn't make a difference. Hallelujah. You're going to preach what God says. And so John the Baptist, all the prophets, the apostles, the Lord himself. Amen. They were not reed shaken by the wind. They were there to preach the truth. Amen. And tell the people the truth. Some of those preachers. Amen. In the Old Testament were sawn asunder. As we know, Isaiah was historically. Amen. And thrown in prison, amen, and left there to die, amen, like Micaiah, hallelujah, when, when he prophesied to Ahab and others, amen, uh, they were killed, they were slain asunder, and all those different things, amen, they, but they preached what was right before God, amen. And so this is what has happened to the true preacher of the gospel. They took a stand and they preach about what God has said in his word. And if you look at the messages of all these preachers, the prophets, the apostles, the Lord himself, what did they preach about? Hell. They preach about God's judgment. They preach about God's wrath. They preach about God's justice against wicked sinners, the ungodly. Amen. What will happen to them? And then there was also the admonition to turn from your sin that God takes no pleasure, thank you, Lord, in the death of the wicked. You think that God wants the wicked to die? It's the opposite. This is why he desires and why he commands the true Christian, the true preacher of the gospel to preach about hell in Ezekiel. I'm just going to turn there for a moment. Amen. We're going to get back to the reason why most preachers refuse to preach about hell. Ezekiel, the third chapter. Amen. If you go in your Bible for a moment there. Amen. And we're going to touch on this. Ezekiel, amen, chapter number three. Amen. And we go all the way down to uh, verse number 18 in Ezekiel, the third chapter. And it describes something here. Very important. Amen. It describes, amen, what God desires. For a, pre a true preacher to do, amen, and uh, what he desires for a true preacher to do, and that is to preach the gospel, to preach and to warn the wicked, amen, 
and I'm going to get there in a minute. My pages are stuck here, praise God, but God is good. But in Ezekiel chapter 18, there we go, praise the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 18, the Bible says in verse 18, When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. Hear that? God says to save the wicked's life. <laughs> Hallelujah. To warn the wicked of his wicked way so you can show them, you know, how horrible they are and put them down and kick them in the face. That's not the purpose of it. Amen. To show them that you're better than them. Absolutely not for all of sin and come short. Praise God of the glory of God. But so that for the purpose of you telling the wicked of his wicked way so that they could be saved to save their life. That's the reason why God says to do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. But yet, if thou warn, yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. God says, you, "I won't hold you accountable." But He says, "If you do not warn the wicked, I'm going to hold you accountable." Because you knew the truth. You could have warned them from the wicked way. You could have saved them. You could have showed them love. This is love. The preaching about hell is love. It's L-O-V-E. Amen. Because it shows people, amen, the eternal damnation that they're headed for. And that they can escape it through the Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's why he died on that cross and shed his blood on that cross. Rose again from the dead. coming back again so that we can be saved from this place called hell. Amen. That's why he died. For God so loved the world. As I mentioned earlier. That he gave his only begotten son to whosoever believeth in him should not perish, which we understand unequivocally is hell, but have everlasting life. So why in the world, if this is the case, this being the case, if true love being the case of preaching the gospel to souls that need to be saved, amen, preaching about hell is, is, is essential to the preaching of the gospel. Why don't preachers do it? So I just mentioned why in, in 2 Timothy. We just understand because of the fact that they want to preach what everybody else wants to hear. Where, how are they going to get a crowd? How are they going to get people coming to the church? Hmm? Eventually, they're gonna, people are going to say, I don't want to hear about hell today. I'm going to go on my way. I don't want to hear about that any longer. I don't want that. I'm going to go to the church over the, over across the street. They don't preach about hell. We have a good time over there. Yeah, good time. A good time going right to hell. We go right over there because I don't want to hear about divorce and marriage. In that church. I don't want to hear about adultery. I don't want to hear about fornication. I don't want to hear about homosexuality. I don't want to hear about trans, the sin of transgenderism and the sin of lesbianism and the sin of lying and stealing. I don't want to hear about that, of gambling, of drinking, of smoking, and all these, all these vices of sin. I don't want to hear that any longer. I want to go over there where it's, you know, where it's fun. We can still do those things and still go to heaven according to the preacher, but not according to the Bible. Not according to the Bible. The Bible makes it very clear the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And if you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God, where are you going to, what are you going to inherit? Huh? You're going to inherit hell. You're going to inherit damnation. Amen. And so why do preachers refuse to do it? Because they are, they are not men of God. They are not preachers of the gospel. They are, the, they are preachers for the people and of the people. We'll preach whatever you want. And this is why the Apostle Paul tells Timothy, amen, to preach the word in season, out of season. Why? Because it, one of these days it's going to be out of season. That's the time we're living in now. Many churches go around, I've heard this before, they go around, they say, okay, let's get a survey. And Okay, we're going to go to community and get a survey. And knock on the door, no, 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 no. What do you, what do you, what would you like to see in a church? And people say, oh, we like X, Y, and Z. We like to see more programs. We like to have maybe the preacher preach less time, uh, take less time on his preaching. And we don't want to hear about hell. We don't want to hear about, I mean, okay, that's great. 
And then what we do, then you see them making churches according to the design and the desire of the people. Amen. And people with itching ears. Preacher, tell me what I want to hear. Tell me it's okay to be gay. DJ, tell me it's okay. Preacher, tell me it's okay to be divorced or remarried. Tell me it's okay to have a cigarette. Tell me it's okay to go to the movie theater. It's okay for me to go listen to uh, Taylor Swift and to go listen to Jay-Z and to go listen to Kodak Black, to go listen to Kenny Rogers and all these worldly artists of sin. Amen, somebody. And no, sir. The Bible says, no, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not inside of you. And they say, oh, that's not the kind of preaching I like. I want to go to the preacher that has a Batman shirt and that says the Batman's okay to listen to. Even though the Batman franchise supports the LGBTQ community, all that sin and mess and abomination before Almighty God. And they say, oh, we love the homosexual. No, you don't. What a liar. You preach of you have all oh, we're welcome. We're welcoming. We're, 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 we're affirming church. What a lie. You are a liar. You do not, oh, hallelujah, love the LGBTQ community. I love them. That's why I preach about it because we want them to be saved. God, we want the homosexual, the lesbian, the transgender, the bisexual, no matter the adulterer, the fornicator, the murderer, the hater, whoever it may be, whosoever we let them come, hallelujah, and take of the water of life freely. We don't want them to die in their sin and go to hell because that's what's going to happen. Well, that's hate speech. I really don't care what you call it. Bible calls it love speech. And one day you're going to find out, amen, hopefully before it's too late, that this is nothing but love, preaching about hell. But these preachers say, oh, it's hate, it's hate speech. We got to condemn it. We got to pass legislation against it. You can pass all the legislation you like. The true preachers of the gospel don't care about the legislation. It's like toilet paper to them. Amen, somebody? Amen. This is the final legislation right here. Hallelujah. In the word of Almighty God, this is the final legislation. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. Hallelujah. The proceedeth out of the mouth. Hallelujah. Of God. Of Almighty God. Oh, I don't like that preaching. I don't like your approach. Somebody said, oh, I don't like your approach. I don't really care about you like my, my approach. Oh, I don't like it. You, know, you wouldn't like John the Baptist's approach. When he preached and said this, who has warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come? Calling the religious leaders vipers and serpents and snakes. Jesus called them, amen, the same thing. He said, you make someone twofold more the child of hell than yourself. Talk about the religious leaders that are leading the people astray. We don't hate the religious leaders. We don't hate them. Christ didn't hate anybody. He hated sin. Amen. Of course, the devil, we hate the devil and his works of sin and ungodliness. Yes, but we do not hate the individuals, amen, who said we pray for them, even though God's wrath is upon them. And the Bible does say that God hateth the workers of iniquity. True. But also God's love has been shown toward them through the death of Christ on the cross, his shed blood and his resurrection from the dead. But here's the thing. You got to realize, amen, that these are the individuals of preachers are on the pulpit giving people exactly what they want to hear. Where's it going to lead them? To hell. To hell. How do we know this? Let's turn to, we're going to look at Second uh, Peter, amen, chapter number two. Second Peter, chapter number two. Amen. And here's what the Bible says here. Verse one says, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Listen to what the Bible says. And many shall follow the pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness, okay, listen to that, shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not. Now, we, the, we, the Bible here just talks about hell. It didn't mention it specifically hell, but we know what it means. Amen? It mentions they'll bring upon themselves swift destruction. 
as hell. Damnable heresies. Damnable heresies. Heresies that lead you, false teachings that lead you to hell. Amen. Many will follow the pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. All right. What's going to happen? The Bible says, and who merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not hell, which talks about hell, and their damnation slumbereth not hell. Talks about hell all, right, all throughout here and all throughout the Bible. But yet preachers don't want to preach what's in the scriptures. Clearly all over the Bible. But yet you ask people, when was the last message you heard about hell? And they say, I don't even know if I heard one. Oh, I heard one like years and years ago, only maybe three, four times, three, two, three times in my lifetime. What a disgrace. What a total, utter, total disgrace in the sight of Almighty God. These preachers are not preaching the word in season, out of season. They are, they are, they are hirelings. Hirelings. What is a hireling? Hireling is somebody that you hire, amen, to do a work. And you tell them the job that you want. Hmm? That's what they are. The church hires a preacher, and we're going to tell you exactly what, what, what we want you to preach. It doesn't work that way if you're the church of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen? You, if you're a preacher, you get your commands from headquarters. You get your, mans from the, the, your, your commands from the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Hallelujah. But he that believeth not shall what? Shall be damned. Shall be damned. Damned where? Damned in hell where the worm will never die and the fire will never be quenched according to the savior in the lake of fire the bible talks about the lake of fire the second death the bible says the, the smoke of the torment ascended up forever and forever and they had no rest day nor night according to revelation chapter 9 verses 11 uh, verses of uh, revelation chapter 14 rather verses 9 through 11 revelation chapter 14 verses 9 through 11 why did god put that in there because he hates you? <laughs> it's totally opposite. Because he loves you and loves me and desires for us to turn. Hallelujah. He's saying, don't go there. Hallelujah. Don't go there in the word of God. Even listen now. Listen, 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 listen to this. Hallelujah. You haven't listened to anything but listen to this. In Revelation, the book of Revelation, the last book of Holy Scripture, listen to what the Bible says. In Revelation, the 21st chapter when the bible hallelujah the holy ghost through the apostle john describes a beautiful magnificent city of the new jerusalem mm. hallelujah streets of gold gates of pearl will there be no more dying amen no when god will wipe away all the tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death revelation 21 verse 4 neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain praise god hallelujah for the former things are passed away wonderful this this is wonderful we have instances here when describing the beautiful new jerusalem about the lake of fire why would god put an interject the lake of fire and damnation of those who lost their souls in the description within the description within the description of the beautiful city New Jerusalem. Why? Why would God do that? Simple. God doesn't want anyone to go there. He wants to remind you. Hallelujah! Even when describing about heaven, he talks about hell. Where do we find this? Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. 
The Bible says, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have the part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Revelation chapter 21, verse number 30, 27 says this, and there shall in no wise enter in Enter into it anything that defileth neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelation chapter number 22 and verse number 15. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. My, 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 my. All of this in describing the new and beautiful city of Jerusalem. We have at least three admonitions here. Amen. Warning about hell. Warning that the wicked won't be there. Warning and description that they'll be in the lake of fire forever and forever and forever and forever. There is no coming out of this. It's eternal damnation. And it's not, it's not annihilation. Annihilation is a lie. Amen. It's a lie. The Bible says they will be without. Amen. They will be suffering without. The smoke of the torment is up forever and ever. They had no rest day nor night, the Bible says. And if you have no rest day nor night, that means you are existing, right? You're alive. You're existing, of course. You, they, they will be resurrected in their physical bodies, and they'll be thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. So be it, the Bible. The, amen means so be it. Do we, does that mean that we want them to go there? No, of course not. That's why we, we're here having this program, preaching the gospel and trying to encourage, amen, preachers to do the same because God will judge you. That's what the apostle Paul told Timothy, amen, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who should judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Preach it, because God will judge you if you don't preach it, preacher. God will judge you and hold you accountable for all of those souls in your church and all those that listen to you on the radio and in the internet and on the TV or wherever you are, amen, whoever you're influencing. God will judge you and you're Torment in hell will be much greater than the average individual. The Bible talks about that. You will be judged with stricter judgment to, for because for much is given, much shall be required. Very serious. And this is why it's, it's no joke. This is why you are commanded as a preacher of the gospel to preach about hell. You're commanded. This is not an option. Oh, I really don't want to do this. No, 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 no. If you love the people, if you're a man of God, if you are called by the Lord, if even as a Christian, period, you're to tell people about the damnation to come. You're to tell them the damn, but you've got to also tell them the good news. Amen? Obviously, you just can't preach about hell and then no good news. That's, that's against the Bible. Amen? You know, you got that church, I think, in the States, the Westboro Baptist Church saying, you know, homosexuals, are, are, are God's wrath is upon them. Very true. It is upon them. There's no doubt about it. 100% God's wrath is upon all sin and all sinners. Amen. His wrath, according to Romans chapter 1, amen, and uh, verse 18, the wrath of God is upon against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Homosexuality is one of them. His wrath is upon that. It's sin. It's an abomination. It's, it's a vile affection. Amen. But there's also hope for the homosexual. Hallelujah. They can repent. They can come to Christ. They can, their sins can be forgiven. They can be made right with God and become a true child of God and be ready to go to heaven, not go to hell. But that church does not church. Oh, no. They teach that, oh, homosexuals, uh, uh, God's wrath is on them and they, there's actually no hope for them. That's, that's a lie from the devil. That's a false gospel message. Amen, somebody. The whole point of why Christ came is that we can be saved, amen, from our sins, no matter who we are and what we've done. Only one sin God will not forgive, and that is the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, amen, when we die in our sins and reject Christ forever. There is no forgiveness for that. 
but there's forgiveness for everybody who comes to the Lord. Why won't most preachers, why do most preachers refuse to preach about hell? It's because they want their position, they want to please men, and ultimately they want to hold onto, amen, a place of financial benefit, amen, to make a merchandise of the people, sell books, amen, that God, God, that love wins and all this kind of garbage from the pit of hell, amen, love wins, right, written by Rob Bell and all that garbage from the pit of hell that'll be thrown into the lake of fire and everything that offends according to Matthew's gospel chapter number 13, along with the gay flag and along with the Bhagavad Gita, along with the Book of Mormon and in the Quran and everything else that goes contrary to the doctrine of Christ. That's what the Bible says. Everything that offends and hinders people from going to heaven and that leads them to hell will be thrown into the lake of fire. Everything. Amen. Hallelujah. And I say hallelujah to God. Praise God because amen. Because God's ways are righteous and holy and true. Amen. And the Bible says in that new city, Jerusalem, there's going to be nothing dwelling there but righteousness righteousness and holiness amen and so in matthew's gospel chapter 13 as i'm getting ready to close here praise god matthew's gospel chapter number 13 amen and uh, the bible talks about all things that offend will be in uh, will be will be taken out amen of his kingdom matthew chapter 13 and we go to verse 39 it says the enemy that sowed them is the devil the harvest is the end of the world and the reapers are the angels Amen. He's talking, he's giving the, uh, the revelation of the parable that he gave. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. That's hell, right? The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them that do iniquity. Not just those who commit sin, but all things that enable people to sin. All the ungodly music. All the ungodly, amen, uh, uh, paraphernalia, all the ungodly shirts. Oh, I can be saved and wear a beer shirt. I can be saved and, and wear a U2 and wear a shirt, uh, you know, of, of Michael Jackson and Jay-Z and, and, and Taylor Swift and all this. No, you can't if you're saved. The Bible says you should even hate the clothes spotted by the flesh. Amen, somebody? You can't go around and promote the, that, the, the devil's work and say I'm a Christian at the same time. It's a lie. It's hypocrisy. Amen. Hallelujah. So we can't do that. And the Bible says those things will be thrown into the lake of fire. Hmm? All those ungodly cartoons that promote LGBT and that promote witchcraft, that promote every kind of wave on God. All those ungodly video games. Amen. They'll go, they'll go right to hell. All those ungodly toys. Oh, my toy is great. But this is a nice, innocent toy for my child. No, they'll be thrown into the lake of fire. My little pony and all the garbage. That's, that's a part of it. My little pony supports lesbianism and everything else. All that, or witch, these other ones that promote witchcraft and whatever. He-Man and all that garbage. Be thrown into the lake of fire. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. I love to help the angels do that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, I don't like that kind of preaching. I don't care if you like it or you don't. Because I am not a reed shaken by the wind by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. I'm a man of God by his grace. I don't say that for self-aggrandizement. Amen. I say that with humbleness because, you know what, it's great responsibility to do this. Amen. And if I do stray, I say, God, Bring me back on the right track to preach your word. Amen. To do what's right. To be faithful to you, Lord. Because I'm not better than anybody else. Anybody can go the false way of the, of the world and be seduced by money, be seduced by popularity. Huh? 
That's where most of these. That's where most of these places come, they, they go to. They they're seduced by the world and they go the, they go the opposite way. Amen. And so we got to go the way of the cross. We got to go the way of, of righteousness and truth. Amen. And so that's the way that, that we go. We trust the Lord and we serve Him and we live for Him. We walk in accordance to His word. Amen. And live righteously and purely before God. And so that's what God wants us to do in His ways and His righteousness. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God wants us to be faithful to Him and preach His word and to do what's right before Him. This is what the Lord wants us to do. And so as we get, get into the word of God here, amen, as talking as we get ready to close, why do preachers refuse to, to preach about hell? They refuse because they are hirelings. They refuse because they want, amen, they, they want to uh, promote the lust of the flesh, amen, and give people what they want, amen. As we go to the book of Jude and we close here, amen, this is what they do, amen, this is what they do, uh, hallelujah. And so here's what the Bible says here, amen, in the book of Jude, praise God, hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Jude, amen, praise the Lord. And we go all the way down to, of course, Jude only has one, one verse, or one chapter rather, and we go all the way down, amen, and it says here uh, in verse number 17, but beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own lusts, amen. Uh, these individuals who don't want to preach about hell are walking after their own lust. Don't listen to them. But that's why majority of preachers don't preach about hell. Amen. Many of them don't even believe about hell. That's another reason. Amen. They don't believe it. They'll preach whatever the people want. They don't care. They don't even know Christ. They're not even saved. They don't even know God. They don't even know Christ. They're not born again. They're on the, they're on the way to hell themselves. They don't believe what the Bible says. Amen. It's not about this anymore. It's about them. It's about me, everybody liking me. Oh, great word preacher. Oh, oh, we love you. We want you to be our pastor. And the pastor is supporting sin like divorce and remarriage and homosexuality, lying, stealing, loving the world, loving movies, loving worldly music, and all the rest of it. Amen. And they say, oh, with gambling. Oh, pastor, you're so great. You're so great. No, he's not great. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's leading you to hellfire and damnation. And that's what the Bible says. The Bible says these men are ordained. Imagine. To condemnation. Ungodly men, the Bible says. Turning the grace of God into lasciviousness, into a license to sin. Oh, we're saved by God's grace. You don't even know the grace of Almighty God. You don't even know God. You don't even, you don't even know His grace at all. You don't know it. Because the grace of God teaches us to live godly and holy and righteous, according to uh, Titus chapter number two. Amen. And, and to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. That's what the Bible tells us to do. But people think, oh no, I can just go ahead and do what I want. Not so. So if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, you can know him. You can be saved. You can be right with God. If you've been preaching a lie, preaching a false gospel, and just rejecting um, the truth about hell and the command of Scripture to preach about hell, you need to get saved. You need to get right with God. You need to repent of that. Maybe you were saved before you gave your life to the Lord, but now you've got to rededicate your life. Or maybe you've never been saved. Maybe you've never been right with God. And you, you know you're headed for hellfire and damnation. You, you know you've been lied to by your church and by your pastor and by your denomination. And you've been led astray with all those teachings that your denomination supports. Like divorce and remarriage and homosexuality or fornication. One, one gentleman uh, tried to argue with the other day about, about fornication. People shocking up. Oh, uh, what constitutes a marriage? What constitutes a marriage? Oh, what constitutes a marriage? And trying to act like, oh, you know, you, that you can just be married and, and, and uh, you know, just come together because there's no ceremony in the Bible. What, what deception? What a lie. 
When the Bible talks about, amen, the commitment of marriage in the covenant, that there was always a covenant made, a signed covenant made, or an agreement of covenant made with the community acknowledging it to be a marriage, not a shocking up, not living in fornication, not just going ahead, doing your own wicked things, which will lead to hell. A, 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 you know, common law marriage is not a marriage. It's sin. It leads to hell, fire, and damnation. But thank God, hallelujah, we can have our sins forgiven, praise God. We can be ready to go to heaven and not go to hell. Amen. Praise God. I remember to leave, leave with this. In one church, there was a man that, that was there. He went up and, and led for prayer. pastor called him up to lead him for prayer. We were attending the church at the time. We went out and, and uh, we had, uh, you know, coffee together. And um, I found out this man was not even saved, living with his girlfriend. I told him the truth that you're not right with God if you do these things. The Bible says you, it, it will lead you to hell, but you need to be saved. Get right with God. Get out of it or, you know, or, or get, you know come out of that relationship until you're married or leave it, whatever. But you can't live in that condition and, and be called a Christian. It'll lead you to hell. I found out, praise God, that man took the advice, not my advice, but the, what the Bible says. God bless him. He got right with God. It seemed like the time he got married and uh, praise God for it. Why didn't his preacher tell him that? Hmm? Why not? Get on that pulpit and tell people about their sins and preach it without apology. Preach it with fervency. Preach it with the love of Christ. Preach it with a hatred for sin and a love for souls to be saved. But don't apologize for the word of God. And don't apologize for preaching about hell. I heard preachers say, oh, I mentioned hell just once. I apologize. I promise you. I pro promise me. Please promise me that you'll mention it more. Promise me that you'll continually talk about it. Promise me that you'll continue to warn me about the readings of the damned so that I don't go there. Preach it. Preach about hell. Preach about the lake of fire. Preach about judgment. Preach about the worm where the worm will never die, where the fire will never quench. Preach about out of darkness. Tell me the truth and then tell me the love of Christ that I can be saved from hell and be given everlasting life. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be saved. You can be ready to go to heaven and not go to hell. All you have to do is, amen, truly repent of your sins and come to him by faith and he will save you and he'll deliver you and give you everlasting life. Just pray this prayer with me. and mean it from your heart. Prayer itself can't save you, but if you truly repent and come to Christ, he'll save you, he'll deliver you and give you everlasting life. God loves you. That's why Christ died on that cross. He loved, we love him now as a Christian. We love him because he first, hallelujah, loved us by dying on that cross for our sins to save us from an eternity in hell, in hell forever. Just pray this prayer at me if you want to truly accept the Lord into your heart and be saved. Amen. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again from the dead according to the Holy Scriptures. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior both now and for all eternity. And with your help, Lord, I will live for you, serve you, and walk with you all the days of my life. Turn away from sin and live for Christ by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help me to serve you and live for you and witness for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. If you pray that prayer genuinely unto the Lord with a sincere heart and genuine repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, God has forgiven you of all your sins, as the Bible says. Amen. If you come unto him, he will no wise cast you out. Amen. And that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe me, it doesn't mean a mental ascent. It means that you believe the gospel by repentance and faith. Will you turn from your sin and accept him by faith? Amen. And are saved by the grace of God. We want to give, send you to our website. 
or you can read our booklet, What It Means to Be Born Again, absolutely free at internationaldeliveranceministries.org. Go onto our Salvation tab. Go all the way down, amen, and you'll find there our booklet, What It Means to Be Born Again, absolutely free. You can read that, be encouraged in the Lord, and be strengthened in the Word of God. We love you, amen. We're praying for you. No gift is too small. No gift is too large for the work of the Lord. Praise God. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless. Praise God. Jesus, I need-